0: Hey, Giant fans, welcome to this special Saturday matinee version of the Giant Insider podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, nobody beats the biz, the man with too many nicknames, Chris Bizignano, the the uh, bizdradamus, all of them. Um, so, folks, if you guys were wondering if, if we were, I was doing anything fun or, you know, everybody's sending nice notes about or nice tweets about, you know, um, family first blah 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 about the podcast being delayed it wasn't anything fun just had some work done at the house and could not find a quiet spot uh, literally went into every room to try to do it and uh, it wasn't gonna work so we figured we'd wait till today so but thanks for the uh, the tweets guys really appreciate it
1: yeah pretty funny story so we're in the media room Thursday morning and I'm looking at my Twitter <coughs> on my phone and Jordan I think it was Jordan Schultz who, who broke the story. One of those guys broke the story about, you know, yeah. oh, Kadarius Tony traded to the Chiefs. And I had to look at it again. Like, I wanted to make sure because sometimes I get fooled with these parody accounts. So I wanted to make sure it was actually a real account. I saw it was Jordan. <coughs> Excuse me. Schultz. Yeah. And I just casually said to me, nobody knew yet. I just casually in the meeting room said, oh, uh, Kadarius Tony traded. And everybody turned around like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, no, Kadarius Tony just got traded. <laughs> four, three, and a six. You know? And everybody just started like, what? You know. I- so it was pretty funny and, and not funny, but it was like pretty, I guess, stall we we're all sitting there and the news broke. And then Dable met with us about a half hour later and basically said, yeah, no, it just broke guys. There's not much yeah. to talk about. You know, we just did it, what we felt was best for the team. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, folks. Stick with me. My voice just coming. My voice is just coming back. So, um, yeah. So he, you know, boom and he's gone, you know? So look, um, I don't think they're here. Right. Exactly. I don't think there's. <laughs> you know, Seamus, if he got the right offer, was going to move him. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot more than just hamstring injury. You know, a lot of stuff going on that is, they didn't feel he was a right fit for the team. Um, and they made the move. And yeah, he, he wasn't that draft pick. Um, the Look, I, I've been hinting at this. I've been saying this for a while. You can't. Playing in the NFL isn't just playing on Sunday afternoons. It's play, It's preparing from Monday to Saturday. Putting the work in. Yep. Going to, making sure you're dedicated. Making sure you know the playbook. Making sure you're going, <coughs> excuse me, making sure you're going to your treatment sessions. Making sure um, you, you dedicate yourself to, Basically, you know, for four months, five months, twenty-four-seven to being an NFL player, you know, um, yeah. And if you maybe you don't have the dedication, maybe you know, you the organization doesn't feel you're doing that. They might move you, especially if you're not that draft pick. So, Kadarius Tony is moved to the Chiefs, um, and that's that. Like I put on Twitter, you know, I, I, look, the, Joe Shane, as we speak, is pro- he's probably getting arrested. Uh, the east rutherford police department for actually pulling off that heist and getting a third round pick for gaderie's tony where a lot of teams did not have tony on their board in the 2021 draft Uh, there was some things going on uh, yeah go ahead joe i'm sorry
0: well I, i just it was the day after howie roseman pulled off robert quinn for a fourth it, was, it felt so satisfying to know that we have a GM who can kind of pull off the same type of a trade. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Right, right. From what I understand, the Chiefs kind of visited with Shane back in the spring. Yeah. Talking about Tony, they, they knew maybe some things were going on when he missed the OTAs. that uh, They were feeling Joe Shane out. <clears throat> it didn't work out. It did now. You know, Tony's a guy that, a speed guy that Any Reed loves. But there was a lot more things going on behind the scenes. Where kind of Joe Shane and Brian Dable says, all right, maybe we should go in another direction. I'm not going to get specific into things, but folks, you don't trade second year number one picks, you know, and just get them out of the building. There's reasons why. All right. I'm not going to pile on Kadarius, Tony. Now that he's gone, I'm not going to say, oh, he's this, he's that. But he just didn't fit what they were looking for here. And now for anybody, I saw something. Somebody actually texted me last night, and then I think I saw something on Twitter about, "Oh no, are we starting with this culture stuff?" Referring to Dave Gettleman when he when he when he didn't resign Landon Collins, <laughs> when he traded JPP, but obviously he traded Odell Beckham, you know, and a lot of it was, like, "Oh, oh, I forgot." Uh, he's like, they're not culture guys, culture guys. Well, it's not that with Joe Shane, okay? It's not. It, it, it's a matter of, folks, there's a lot of things going on that Joe Shane and Brian Dable wanted from Kadarius Tony, and he wasn't giving them. Yeah. So they moved on. Yeah. All right, They wanted to give the kid a fresh start. He wasn't their draft pick. Um, and the Chiefs t- took a chance on him just like the Chiefs took a chance on DeAndre Baker when they brought him in. We'll see if it works out. Um, now, Kadarius Tony. Instead of just putting on Twitter, thanks for everything and New York fans, it's been a great year and a half, whatever it might have been. He decided to take another route, putting stuff out there like I wasn't really injured. Uh, I wanted this. I wanted that. They didn't want me to so ask. Well, it's pretty funny because, you know, he kept telling the organ- He kept telling Dable and the Ronnie Bonds, my hamstring doesn't feel right. Not the other hamstring. Right. And then you put that on Twitter. So I challenged him immediately on it by subtweeting his tweet, saying, "What are you saying? You want you 100 yep. percent? What? I don't. I don't think it's me. But all of a sudden, he deleted that tweet like two minutes after I subtweeted no, Chris,
0: uh, it. No, Chris, give give yourself some credit there, Chris. That contributed to it greatly. I don't care what anybody says. I, I don't that. know. Absolutely did because
1: yep. you know uh, uh, you know so many people are tweeting at him. And then when he, I think when he saw a actually guy that covers the team tweeting at him, say, what do you say? You, you won a hundred, you a hundred percent that you were lying to the team. And all of right. a sudden he deleted that tweet like two minutes later. You notice that? Yep. Yeah, I did right away, man. Absolutely. So, I don't know if it was crossing me or he just saw somebody. Say, oh shit. This is somebody that covers the team. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, he changed directions and now he deleted it. And now you know he put all the yeah. stuff out there. Thank God. Like you know, I guess you know, whatever. He, instead of just taking the road of, hey, thanks for everything, Giants fans. Like Dable did. Dable says, I wish Kadarius well. You know, um, good luck over there and all that stuff. And we're on to Seattle. Um, so that's the story. It wasn't like you know. And, and look, Kadarius wasn't a bad. He he wasn't a bad locker room kid. He wasn't a cancer in the locker room. So you know, if anybody's thinking that, that's not true. He was basically a loner. He basically, you know, stayed to himself. <coughs> but he wasn't a bad kid in the locker room. But like I said, Jerry, you have to dedicate yourself. <coughs> yeah, um, sorry. And and if you don't, you know, you know it's going to be, you can go in another direction. That's what the Giants did with Kadarius, Tony. Yeah. Dude, I hope it works out for you over there. It didn't work out here. And the Giants move on. Now as far as wide receiver, Joe Shane is exploring some possibilities, some names out there. He will look yeah. to maybe upgrade that position, no question about it. But somebody told me that look, Joe's not gonna upgrade at a high cost. And this is what something you know we talked about already. There's six and one, right, Jerry? Yes. There's six and there's six and one. But this team isn't being fooled. Joe Shane and aren't being fooled, saying, oh, we're there. We're, we're, we're ready to roll. I'll win those here and this and that, and we're going to take a shot at it. You know? They're going to be very smart if they make a trade. They're not trading no very high draft picks and all that.
0: Yeah, I joke that that Shane was getting jealous of all the press that Dave was getting for being 6-1, and one, and that was his buddy. Uh, so he just he he saw his six and one and decided to trade someone who wasn't working out for a three and a six so that Shane could come back into the spotlight. Obviously, kidding about that, but to get a three and a six for for someone who wasn't contributing at all, wasn't even suiting up, is amazing job by Shane. And it it kind of reminds you of the job that he's doing here, right, Chris? Like a lot of it was having to release guys like James Bradbury and getting some cap space. But the draft he had looks like it's working out despite some of the injuries we've had. Um, and making a move like that, it's just. Again, I keep saying it all the time, but thank God um, that we have, uh, you know, this organization now that seems to be so much more strong and secure. And like I said, to do it a day after the Eagles got Robert Quinn, I'm not saying it was a tit for tat. I'm just saying the optics of it. A giant nation was like, oh, my God, the Eagles did it again. Howie Roseman's amazing. He traded a fourth and got Quinn. And it was an amazing trade. But then our guy comes back and says, "Okay, we're going to get a three and a six for a guy that we have is not part of our future. Great job by Joe Shane, man. Um, I, I was ecstatic with that trade. I love it. Again, we don't want to talk about 89 anymore. That's it. He moved on. He'll probably do well with Kansas City. Uh, we'll probably see that. Uh, if he's motivated, he's he's a good player, man. We, we saw what he could do last year in limited time that he played, but it is what it is at this point. Um, but I want to touch on something you said before, um, looking to upgrade the, the roster. Um, I completely agree with you, Chris, that you cannot mortgage the future for this team right now, right? There, there's a lot of holes. The only thing I'll say is at six and one, I, I, I don't want them to do anything stupid. But I would love, you know, as a fan, I would love for them to get someone that made the offense a little better and gave them a puncher's chance against some of the better teams in the league. And I, you know, a couple weeks ago, or we say it seemed to say it every week, but you asked, would you be surprised if the Giants beat any of the following, any of the rest of their opponents? And I, I say no, but let me give you the one caveat. I, I don't think they're good enough to beat the Eagles, right? And, and the Eagles are loaded. Would it surprise me if they won? I guess being that they won six of the first seven, ultimately maybe not. But right now, they can't compete, right? I, and I, I just would love for them to have a puncher's chance with one more weapon on offense to maybe do that. And again, man, I don't have any any like crazy notions that this is a Super Bowl team. But it, it's rare to start a season six and one, maybe seven and one going after after Seattle, um, and I would love to see them improve a little and give
1: Jones one more weapon on offense. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. I think I, mean, I think you're going to see Shane try to do that. No question yeah. about it. I think you're going to see him try to do that, but not at a stupid price. You know, not at right. something that's going to risk you know a high draft pick for the future and all that. But I don't think there's any question you're going to see Joe try to upgrade the wide receiver position. You know, okay. we'll see what happens between now and Tuesday at four o'clock, you know. I know. What, I, is, your, what I, is your
0: sense that, what do, you, what do you think, what do you predict will happen?
1: I think Not he's going yeah. to grab somebody. You know, uh, I I don't know if it's going to be, you know, a top flight. I mean, you know, you know, I know there's some names being thrown around out there. I don't know how true they are. I don't know if they're even on the block. I know you see Jerry Judys and guys like that. I don't know if them is even looking to move them. You hear people saying they are, they aren't. You know, um, but I think they will look to try to get a serviceable receiver at yeah. the price they want. And, and can you doubt Joe Shane if he just pulled off this robbery? You know, like I said, the guys in handcuffs right now as we speak, from yeah. robbing the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, yeah. yep. you know, let's face it, man. Yeah. I, I, I thought it'd be, if you're lucky, you get a five for Tony. And here, yes. they, are, and here they are getting a three for him. Yep.
0: It's
1: amazing. So, uh, so I'm not going to doubt Joe Shane what he could do and what he might do and... You know, like I said, like you said, Joe, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors with other organizations and certain guys. That the right offer comes along, they unload them. So <coughs> I think Joe definitely looks to upgrade the position, no question about it. And we'll see if he could by Tuesday. Good.
0: All right, buddy. <coughs> let's get to uh, let's get to the next opponent. Um, the Se- the surprising Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks, man. Okay. Um, <coughs> look... Uh, Kenneth Walker's a nice story for them. Geno Smith, obviously, is the big story for them. Uh, you know, they lose Russell Wilson, who looks completely lost in Denver, doing uh, calisthenics in the aisles of airplanes now. I don't know what the hell's happened to Russell Wilson. On. Dude, a couple of years ago, we were like, if you could have one quarterback in the league, who would it be? I think we both said Russell Wilson. Now it's, oh, my God, what? What? who are you? Uh, but, hey, listen, good job by uh, by Pete Carroll and company to keep that going and, and to really – you know, Geno Smith's a nice reclamation project. He looks pretty good. We've we've, you know, we've, seen him on national television a few times. Um, but that defense that Seattle has um, is vulnerable, especially in the run game. So I guess we'll start, um, we'll start with that. We'll start with the Giants' offense against their defense. Is this a week that, that Saquon can go off, you
1: think, Chris? Well, I think he, the 100-yard game is definitely and you know, play for Saquon, which would be like four or something if he does. Um, or five already, or whatever it might be. I, I think he, the yard, the possibility of Saquon having a big game is there. But you know that defense has been getting a, a little bit better each week, you know, which doesn't surprise me with Carroll. But Saquon should have a good game. You know, yeah. um, Saquon. And once again, you know Daniel can't turn the ball over in this one. You know, can't turn the ball over. And they always play faster in Seattle too. <coughs> the defense yeah. is fast to begin with. Dable even told me that the other day. I asked him about Seattle's defense. He says they were. They're a young, fast defense, and you look at them on film, and you look at them when you're watching them on national television, they, they got a lot of fast guys. They got a lot of young guys on the back yeah. end. Yeah. You know, um, so Saquon, without question, without question, could have a big one here. You know, a big one. Even Matt Breeder coming in and could get some chunk yards. I think that's what the Giants going to do again. I mean, well, they're basically forced to do that anyway because of the receiver position, but... Yeah, you know, right. you look at matchups in this league, and you're going to see a whole lot of Saquon again, bro. You know, I don't yeah. think there's any question about that. Yeah, <clears throat> and try to keep a Seattle offense off the field, Jerry. That's playing really well. You know, they're, yeah. they're averaging almost 27, 26 a game, twelfth in the league in offense. And Geno Smith's playing—if you could believe this—at a somewhat, at a somewhat MVP level. Geno Smith. It's amazing.
0: Absolutely, amazing. it's incredible.
1: You know, uh, yeah. what he's doing, you know, he's got 11 touchdowns, 3 picks. I'm looking at the stats, it's 73% completion rate. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't think Metcalf, I think, is questionable. He might not have him. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but he, you know, Marquise Goodwin steps up last week. A couple of touchdowns for him. You know, yeah. Tyler Tyler Lockett is a deep threat. You know, uh, he he's an excellent receiver. And he got some tight ends working for them. Will Dizzleys and stuff like that, so... Hey, look! They got a young offensive line too. They got two young tackles. Yeah. Um, a guy
0: that was uh, a guy that was uh, that was pushed to the that was a uh, you know uh, not pushed
1: Mark um, uh, to the Giants and Cross. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was a guy they were very interested in. They liked him a yeah. lot, you know. And, yeah. And they have another kid, a third round pick, at Lucas at the right tackle position. So a team that you know, look, they've given up a lot of yards and a lot of, and a lot of points, but the last two games. Three hundred and twenty yards, three hundred and thirty yards, something like that, they're getting it down a little bit. Yeah. And their offense could score. You know, with Geno yeah. Smith, believe it or not, their offense could score. And uh, you know, so you know, and and now you gotta deal with the crowd, right? It's my, it looks like it might rain Sunday, and then you got those, you know, fanatics, they're so loud that the loudest stadium, you know, one of the loudest stadiums in the league when they get Yeah. So it's it's quite a challenge going in there, no question about it.
0: Yeah, and you you wonder – it's going to be interesting if the running game works, um, then obviously the the boots and the play action Mm -hmm. from Jones, which has been phenomenal. Um, I mean, that's something that he – I I didn't see it all that much in the first three years, so I don't know if he always had that talent, but God bless Stable for bringing that out in him because he's one of the best play-action quarterbacks in the league. You wonder how much that's going to work. Obviously, it works a lot better when when you can establish the running game early, but I'm always interested to see how they come out because it seems like like Barkley gets so many more carries in the second half. Uh, You you wonder if this is the week where they go run early and then kind of – Go to the the boots and and some of the play action passing, but um, so far it seems that that Barkley's getting the ball a lot more in the second half. I just wonder how they're going to approach this. So,
1: yeah, well, look, when you're second in the league in running, here's the play action right there, brother. Yeah, you know right. that that's when the play action comes in. And you know, last week they were very aggressive. They felt they could do some. They wanted to loosen Jacksonville up last week, so they attacked yeah. them down the field. Yeah, <coughs> you know, obviously Slayton down early. Um, this week you know, uh, the way they defend and the run Seattle, I, I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I could see them coming out and pounding a pounding rock with Saquon. You all can't get, right. stop it. Look, this is the mentality this coaching staff has, Jerry. Right. I was talking to Bobby Johnson about it, offensive line coach yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, Bobby, I, I said to him, I said, Bobby, you haven't been a part of that before? You know? And he was just like, hey, we were like, go ahead, keep running it. They're not stopping it. So why yeah. would you change it? You not like that to me and I was like, no, I agree with you. But, I yeah, said to yeah, him, yeah, right, right. but I said to him, I said, but coach, I said, unfortunately, you see that around the league where they will get away from it, even though it's working. And he laughs. He goes, yeah, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep doing it. Like, F you. Stop it. That's the way he talks, Bobby. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I I, that's the mentality of Mike Kafka. And that's Brian Dable. It's like, okay, well, if this is working, we're going to keep doing it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to come out and say, okay, well, here's Saquon. Go ahead. You guys are 28, 27 against the run. Go ahead. Stop it. Let's yeah. see if you could stop it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um. Um, on, on defense,
0: right, um, What, it, what it, where I think we have the advantage is what Wink's going to show Gino, and I don't, I don't know if Gino has seen anything like this so far, right? Like the, the opponents they've played, they've beaten some good teams, but where I put faith in, in the Giants in this week, um, you know, kind of a spoiler to who I'm going to pick, uh, is what Wink will do to Geno Smith um, with his blitzes and his, his exotic packages. I, I think that's where I think that's where the Giants have the advantage in this one. Like, right. I, I, you know, I know I know the home field advantage, all that traveling out west, blah blah blah. But I love Wink against Geno Smith to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting stat I picked up. Look, like Wink Wink's blitz packages and his looks are a lot different than other blitz packages looks around his yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. Geno Smith, believe it or not, is throwing at a 72.6 completion rate against Blitzes this year.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Which is great for Geno, right? Yeah. But like I just said, you know, other teams, you know, when he played Arizona a couple weeks ago, and I saw what they were doing with the Blitzes, you know, like their Blitzes, don't forget, a five-man rush is counted as a Blitz. Sure. (coughs) Excuse me. Wink could do a five-man rush and an exotic five-man look, okay? Or a yeah. six man exotic different package mm-hmm. where Gino never saw before. Like he did a couple of weeks ago when he stacked the line in the middle. Yep. And, and you could tell Lamar Jackson was they were totally confused by that play. Okay? Yeah. So that's where Wink comes in. Where okay, so Gino's seventy two point six against the Blitz, but don't forget, a five man rush is a blitz. Yeah. Where Wink will have a five man rush and he'll have a totally exotic look at a five man rush that Gino maybe didn't see. So that's going to be key, Jay. Like you said, you know, tra- confusing Gino on those. Yeah. You know, try to get him those third and sixes, third and fives, third and eights, third and sevens, and, and, and get after him, you know, uh, with those with those different looks that Gino could get confused. And Gino, look, we all know Gino could be. He, he'll throw interceptions, bro. He's going to make yeah. that one stupid throw a game where you yeah. got to take advantage of. The Giants only have one interception this season. You know, right. You're probably going to get an opportunity in this game. You know, you're probably going to get an opportunity with Gino Smith. At some point, you're going to get an opportunity with Geno Smith. You know? Yeah, Chris, I'll tell you right now. I want I want to name the quarter, the minute, <laughs> and the quarter.
0: So. Uh, you know what? No, later. We'll do it later. Oh, we'll it okay, later. later. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now. Think about it. I want the name of the Giant, hmm. what quarter, around the minute, um, and, uh, you know, and I'll hold you to it. Yeah, Guys, yeah. we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back.
1: Yeah, no, no, um, no pressure on me at all with that. No, <laughs> no, no you're good. No, you're good.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, we got to get hard. It's easy for you to, to predict the games now, so we got to get yeah, a little yeah, more sure. difficult. Got to yeah, push Right, you.
1: right, right. Sure. So, so Jeremy, but you know, but <laughs> the one big thing here that concerns me to look at the Seattle is what concerned me last week. Yeah, and that was Travis in last week. This week it's Kenneth Walker. Okay? Yes, and he's another home run hitter who's really playing well.
0: No, um, oh, it's not Rashad Penny.
1: Right, right, right. What was that? It's not Rashad Penny.
0: Right. It's Walker. Yes. I'm joking that, that oh. Colin Coward said you got to watch out for Penny. Anyway. Oh, <laughs>
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So Kenneth Walker, you know. And look, as long as the Giants continue to play that bend but don't break defense, they'll stay in game. Look, because you know, their rankings are very low and everything but right. the two important ones. Yep. And I just wrote the, it. And that's red zone. Yep. And third down. Defense. And points too. Points giants and are giants. points six. allowed, which I, yeah. you know, which with those two kind of correlate with the yeah. you know, points allowed. Yep. So yep. and Absolutely. wink. And, and wink even said it. He said it this week. He was like, okay, yeah, with with this and this defensively, <coughs> but with eighteen, you know, we only giving up eighteen points a game, right? Which is uh, sixth best. Yep. And the third and red zone, you know, is has been excellent. You know, the sixth and red, fourth. I'm I'm sorry, fourth and red and sixth and third. And that's why they're in these games, bro. That's why they're not giving up 24 points a game. They're giving up 18 because of those two statistics. And they're, a couple, yep. and they're like plus three or plus two in turnovers. Yeah. You know, they're not turning over. So if they could continue that, Jerry, it's going to be another fourth quarter game. Uh, close one again to the end. You know, that, yeah. that's what you're looking at. You know, But the crowd, their speed, they won a couple in a row. They're four and three. They're feeling good about themselves. This is going to be quite a challenge. Um, maybe, maybe one they might not come out of on top of this week. Um, yeah. But we'll, you know. Um,
0: I love when you bring up something I wrote. I feel like I did my homework on it. But when you when, you're lucky like, you did your homework,
1: I was going to quiz you later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, pop quiz. <laughs> I'm ready, baby. Um, I, I you know, look again, I'm a fan. So I, I, the, the thing I'm concerned with is those stupid ass, um, fluorescent green jerseys. I hope they don't wear those this week, but, uh, in all seriousness, this will be a tough one, uh, for the Giants, um. You know, going out west. I know people say that's not a thing. I do think it's a thing for a younger team. I think I it's agree. an adjustment. Yep. Um, and uh, just that atmosphere there—it's crazy. You, you gotta—you gotta make sure they don't jump out on you, right? The giant every week. The Giants come back. This is a week where you, you don't want them to jump out to like a fourteen-nothing lead and then get that crowd absolutely frenzied, and then you get, you know, the, the Luke Pettigrew game in, back in uh 2006 with uh, all the false starts, because that could happen with some some replacements that we have. Uh, although I mean, look, Izudu and Tyree Phillips played well last week, and, and but you, the concern there is it's not the line they've been going with all year. Two replacements, and and you don't want the crowd to start affecting that. So,
1: yeah, you know, you got a rookie Nezidio, and, and you got Phillips over there. You know, the two backups. You know, to, yeah. And going into that Lions, then in Seattle, you know, and like you, yep. like you said, dude, you you don't want to fall behind ten nothing, right? You know, after one. Right. You know, and was, and it, you know that's like uh, it'd be like the Roman Coliseum with Maximus. You know, the fans would be like salivating for blood. You know, you you know even more so. You know what I mean? Great movie. You
0: Such know? a great movie. Yes. You
1: know, yeah. You don't want Geno Smith at the 50-yard and going, "Are oh, you now entertained?" You know what I mean? I mean, you <laughs> right. don't you don't want that. You know, so I mean, it, it could it could turn on you against you know offensive line that's missing two guys. Right. You know, and you know, and all that. So. Uh, false starts, obviously, always in play. You got to, you know, Dable's been pumping in the loud, loud crowd noise this week during practice to get ready for that. There's gonna be a lot of silent counts, you know, and all that. But you know, you, you run the ball, Jerry. You come out of the gate, you run that ball, that you know, and you you try to. I think Dable's gonna try to demoralize the Seattle defense, yeah, and their crowd by running the ball. Nothing demoralizes a crowd and a defense more than not stopping the run.
0: Imposing your will, baby, Imposing your will.
1: So I think Kafka and Dave are going to come out and try to impose Saquon and Matt Breida's will on Seattle um, and try to go that route as far as taking them out of the game and taking the wind out of their sails because it could get ugly in Seattle when they get the crowd behind them and if they're moving the ball, you know. Yeah. Kenneth Walker's a guy, dude, you don't want him out there running for these chunk yards. And the Giants have given up. Look, look, the Giants have given up 400 yards plus the last two games. Yeah, yeah, yep. You know, and you can't keep pushing the envelope, Jerry. You can't right. keep doing that and just rely on your red zone and dirt down defense and keeping them out of the end zone because sooner or later, they're going to get in that end zone. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's
0: like it's like only relying on the home run.
1: Anyway. <laughs> oh, oh um, little Yankee shot at you. Look at you thinking a, bit, a shot at well, the Well, you know, hey,
0: listen, <laughs> I, I hate the Phillies, but you got to give them credit. They're down 5-0. They don't cry.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow.
0: Whatever. So, sorry about that.
1: I hate to tell you, man, but this team looks like a team of destiny. The Phillies totally.
0: right now. I, Totally. And how about this, Chris? How about this? It's October, what, 29th? Yeah. And I'm most excited about the New York football giants right now. Like I, sure. Again, out of all my teams, <laughs> that's absurd. Yeah? If you told me that in the summer, I'd be
1: like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, mean, no, I would have laughed at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: know. Uh, uh, how about right, this, um, Jerry?
1: Uh, Jerry, yeah. how about this quickly? Yeah. And now when the schedule came out we saw they were playing on Thanksgiving and we were like, Okay, you know, whatever, you know, they're we'll we'll eat our turkey, we'll watch the Giants probably get beat up. We'll probably be out of the playoffs, but then, and here we are, this could be like for uh, it's gonna be a crucial game. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Right? There's a, there's a good chance we go into that game with, with two losses.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And yeah. Jerry, if they come out of Seattle with a victory, there's a very good chance they go in there with one loss. Oh my god. You know, crazy. <laughs> uh, what a time to be a Giants fan, man. Good stuff. Um, so let's get some to- turnovers, dude. I, I think they're yeah. gonna have to get plus one, plus two again yeah. in this in this crazy environment. You know, I think they. Go, I think that's gonna be necessary. Obviously, if they're minus one, minus two, Jerry, um, they're done. I think, in my opinion, they're not gonna win this game. You know. Yeah. So, run the ball. Don't turn it over. Let Daniel do his thing when he has to. Defense, very op- opportunistic defense, where as far as getting the stops when they need to, like, like they've been doing, or getting a turnover. Hey, look, <coughs> Thibodeau going against two rookie tackles. Yeah. I know he's a rookie himself, but like we've talked about, he's getting closer and closer each week. He's affecting the pocket more and more. He's got the one sack a couple weeks ago. He came close. He's being held left and right. Nobody's throwing flags for him. There's um, an opportunity, you know, well, maybe Thibodeau. You know, gets another sack or two or sack and a half, maybe gets that strip sack again. You know what I mean? That's what you're going to need here, bro. You know?
0: Chris, is he becoming a bit of a leader in that locker room?
1: A leader? Um, I, I'm not going to say a leader yet. You know where he's starting to lead, Jerry? Yeah. Is by his play. Yeah. When you go on Monday mornings and the defense meets in their meeting room and you see that young man running 40 yards down the field yeah. that tracked down Travis Etienne on a long chunk run. Yeah. Dude, that opens players' eyes. Right. You know, they, the rest of the team. And Adoree Jackson told me this on the side. He told he told me this, Adoree. And I yeah. asked him about, you know, Owen. And he says, when well, we looked at that play, he goes, first off, we couldn't believe how fast he was, Adoree told me. And second off, he, go, he goes, he goes signal, he goes. The kid. He goes. He never gave up on it. He goes. He came at it like he just kept going after it. Yeah. So that's you know, Cavon is well liked in the locker room. He's a very, uh, I shouldn't say flamboyant, but he, he, you know, he he likes to show he's his personality. Flat. He's a flat. he's a big personality. He's a big yeah. personality. He likes to show his personality. You yeah. know, and I see the way players react him, they fool around him. You know, um, but dude, you know he's going to be the type of leader, not so much rah rah, mm-hmm. let's go get him type of leader. But he's going to be the type of leader, like when you put on the film Monday mornings, and this is what they do, they they look at each play, the defense, right? Mm -hmm. And you see a guy like that running guys down 40 yards down the field, Yeah, players want to do that, dude. They follow that. Because let's face it, Thibodeau's going to be one, he's not a star of the team right now, but he's going to develop into one of the stars of the team, right? As we move along. And that's where I think he's going to be the leader, where he... You know, when you go out and make a big strip sack and you go out and you do that with etn run uh, you know down the road he comes over a big place he's got a couple pass defenses already he's drawing he drew a hole he, he should have drawn about three more I thought you know um yeah absolutely um, you know, but you know as the referees as he makes more of an impact in this league the referees start paying a little more attention to number five you'd be surprised you know yeah yep um so that's where I think he will become a leader
0: yeah, no, no better way to lead than by example, dude. Jerry, especially, if, especially as a rookie.
1: Jerry, Andrew Thomas is a leader of this locker room, right? Yeah. And Andrew Thomas is the quietest kid going, bro. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's he, he just sits there at his locker, does his thing. I talk to him. He's very, man, just a quiet dude, respectful dude. He's not, you know, he doesn't walk around, like, hey, oh, screaming. You know. <coughs> but, and he's a well-respected leader. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Thibodeau... You know, is a guy that's going to lead by example, and he does have a he does have a, a pretty big personality where that's going to help him too, no question yeah. about it. Yep. Um,
0: you said something before, almost made me laugh too, dude. When you said, uh, "You know, get the running game going and let Daniel do his thing." Hmm. I mean, talk about another statement that you never would have thought you'd yeah. ever utter um, back in July. You know. Yeah, so I yeah, just it's, just it's comical. Well, it just, it just
1: seems like each week, Jared is a is a po- is like a certain point in the game where Daniel says, "Okay, I got to do my thing now, right?" That's what it seems. <laughs>
0: That's like. amazing. It's unbelievable. All right, uh, before we get to questions, anything <laughs> else you want to touch on with the game, bud?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I I think yeah. you know, like I said, they they I think guys like Dexter and Leo could th- do do some things up the middle, and Thibodeau, and, and you know, you know, maybe could get off the. You know, the edge Like you said, Wink's Winks' defensive looks is going to be key. Can they confuse Gino? Can, can they get him to turn it over a few times? He will fumble in the pocket too, Gino. Yeah. And they got to try to slow down Kenneth Walker because he worried about those big, big home run balls, you know, Yeah. with him. Um, yep. And uh, those are going to be so many keys, bro, so many keys. I'm telling
0: you right now, dude, if, if DK Metcalf does not play, I feel a hell of a lot better about this game though. Yeah,
1: I don't, he's don't think playing. he's going to play either. Yeah. Uh, I'll be surprised I think he, I know he's questionable right I think he was down as questionable but uh, um, I think he'll uh, I'll be surprised if he plays it looks like they're leaning towards he's not going to play but who knows we'll see you know yeah.
0: you know what dude before we get to questions let's take another break we'll be right back after this guys hang on and we're back alright thanks for the questions folks um, sent out the tweet two days ago we weren't sure when we were going to drop this podcast we really appreciate the multiple questions you guys sent in we'll do a few here Starting off with Carrie Feliciano with a good one. Can we collectively thank John Mara for making the tough decisions he's made in the past year? I've been critical of him in the past, but I think he earns as much praise as Dable and Shane for this turnaround. It's not easy to self-evaluate and deviate from a formula that's won Super Bowls in the past. That's a great question and one hell of a point. And let me tell you this, dude. That clip of John Mara cheering, I could not be happier. I've said it over. We've said it. We love John Mara. He's made some horrible decisions over the last few years. But he's a great man, a, you know, a, a solid human being. And I am so happy for him. And I'm still glad he's my owner. And I'm glad he's having this success. Absolutely, we should thank him for this. Absolutely.
1: Yep. It sure looks like you
0: got it right this time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, I don't want to ask that one, Ramesh, because I think it's going to get to the, the predictions here. Um, here we go. Good question. Oscar Nieves always asks a good one. The run defense wasn't at its best the last few weeks. Is it due to the unit not playing together enough? And how do we contain Walker?
1: No, it's just due to, it's just due to the fact that they're just, you know, they don't have really good linebackers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Right. Um, And how do you contain Walker? Um, you got to you know, cover those gaps, brother. Look, they're yeah. a heavy zone running team too. So those edges, with you have Ward, it up, uh that's gonna be big. You know, making sure they set those edges this week. You're gonna see McKinney out up in that box, I believe. You're gonna see Julian. They're gonna be switching that up. Dane Belton, you have the three sig- and you're gonna see Landon. You know, uh, I'm sure Landon's gonna be elevated today uh, to try to stop that run. Setting those edges is gonna be big in this one. Very big. Yeah. yeah, you said that about Landon.
0: Technically, we put out the uh, the whole roster in the giant insider newspaper, and they list him as practice squad. I just put him on the active roster because I think he's going to start all the time. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't even consider Landon Collins a practice squad guy. I know technically he is, but a um, couple comments: Ramon Rodriguez the third. Jerry, your energy is on the show is epic. Well, Ramon, that's because we're winning. I got to be honest with you. And okay, Bizdradamus, who is the X factor on offense? that can get us a w in seattle. Matt Breida. Oh, I love that? That's a good one, dude. Love it. Uh,
1: I, I think nice. Matt, I think Matt Breida, um would say, I think Matt Breida could do some different things this week. Uh he's a home he's a, speak a home runner, he's fast, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the way they got him involved a little bit last week. Uh I, he could be an X factor in this one. Uh, I can't even see Bellinger. Of course, he's out. You know, I don't think Hudson or, or Meyer. You know, but you never know with Dable and Kafka what they come up with. You know, you never know what they're gonna come up with. So uh, you'll watch for Matt Breida this week. I, Matt Breida, maybe could do some different things for the, uh, receiving wise too, Jerry. Receiving wise for Matt Breida this yeah. week. Yeah.
0: You, you know, Chris, I almost <coughs> forgot something. I, I, I want to point something out. It was a question that was asked not mm. by any of the Twitter followers, but mm. by Chris Bizignano. To Kenny Galladay, and I wasn't sure it was you because of your voice. I actually texted you, was that you asking that question? And I got to tell you, it was a great question, but I loved, loved Kenny Galladay's response. And for the first time with his tenure with the Giants, I am really rooting for him because I thought, man, what a professional answer he gave. Mm -hmm. And to talk about the difference in a guy's maturity of number 89 to Kenny Galladay that was it right there. Maybe Kennedy Galladay doesn't have much left. Maybe not. But the answer he gave with how happy he is to be on a winning team and how he wants to contribute, guys, if you don't see it, it's, it's it's on video on Twitter. Find it. I absolutely loved his answer, and good job on you, Chris, asking that question because to get that answer from him, for those who saw it, I think might look at Kenny Galladay in a little different light. I know I do. So right. I just wanted to point that out. That was your question, not a Twitter question. I, I, I forgot to bring it up before. I apologize. So.
1: Yeah, you know, Galladay The issue with Galladay You know, he just Doesn't get separation He has You know, he's just not a very Good receiver But it's not his attitude You know Right (laughs) Like, Kadarius was very He's a Kadarius is a very immature kid Okay Very immature Well, Galladay's not immature You know yeah, uh, yeah. I think everybody was happy to see the response. Like, okay, maybe we could get this guy back in a couple of weeks. And maybe he could help us out a little bit. You know, I think
0: I that. And and I think if he catches a ball, it's not going to be a sarcastic cheer, right? It's going to be more of a, all right. Let's do. Come on, Kenny. You can do this. Like, more like you're rooting for the guy now rather than well, you make seventy two million dollars. You got to catch the ball. Yeah. So I just think I think the view of him, at least from me, Chris, is a little different after seeing yeah, I think, that response. I
1: think, I think you know, looking at Twitter responses, I think you're not the only one, dude. It seemed like a lot of people. Well, like, yeah. oh, you know what? This guy. You look at his face. Look at his face when he answered that question. Like, yeah. this guy really does. You know, maybe he does want to be all that. He just, you know, he's got to get it going. Whatever he does, he, he's limited in a, a, what he could do. Kenny at this stage of his career, you know, he's just not a big separation guy. He's a big body, right? And you got to hope that you know he could contribute a little bit when his when his knee healthy. And I think his knee's gonna be healthy real soon. He looks like it's getting better and better.
0: Uh, Gary Williams, remembering the 2016 season when evidently the coaching change led to a temporary breath of fresh air, what have you observed that can reassure the rest of us that this turnaround can be sustained in seasons to come? Hashtag Big Blue. Good question, Gary. I'll go first. The difference is that 2016 team was pretty talented. This one, we'd see the holes immediately, right? So the coaching job that Dable's doing compared to what Ben McAdoo did with that that team, uh, you could argue that maybe the 14 and 15 team should have been a little better. Um, and, and look, Reese blew tons of money on Olivier Vernon, uh, Damon Harrison, and Jenkins. They helped uh, short term. That was a big difference. But the difference here is just Dable's schemes are light years ahead of what Ben McAdoo could do, think about doing, or dream of doing, in, in my opinion. So. Yeah,
1: that 2016 was basically bought, right, Joey? They spent $200 million, whatever it was, and it worked out for the short term. Um, this is no $200 million wild spending spree here only had about 15 bucks to spend in free agency, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So it's so much on Dable. That's what. That's where you. You know. That's where you gotta. You have to be pretty, pretty confident that hey, you know, with more talent in here, I think guys like Dable and Kafka and Winkin, they could do even more things. You know, I, I think that's the. You know, to get us to be six and one, on a team that has no right to be six and one, that has to make you feel good, dude. Absolutely. All
0: right, we'll go a few more. Adriana Iofola, um, supposedly Dable has asked the media for their input on playlists and requested songs. So, Chris, did you request, <laughs> hey, hey, what can I do, or something else? Hashtag buffoon crew. <laughs> no. <Nah.
1: laughs> he did that at the beginning, I think, Dable, if I remember right. Uh, no, uh, I'm gl- Adriana, I'm, I'm glad to see you're okay. I'm glad to see you're doing all right. I, I know that four-zero sweep had to really four. bother you. and I figured you were a hermit for a few days and not even going to come out of your house. After that embarrassing sweep by the Astros. But no, Dave will, uh, he did that a little bit at the beginning, uh, but I haven't heard of that in a while. Well, Adriana married up, right, though? She married a Red yeah, Sox fan, really, right, Chris? Yeah, she's a smart girl. I actually met Adriana a few times. You remember back in the camp. She's a very smart girl. Very smart girl. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh,
0: a lot of Kadarius Tony questions, guys. So just uh, spoiler alert, uh, they've been answered already. Uh, let's see. Uh, in honor of KT, P. Murph 31, in honor of KT, can we play Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles? <laughs> Good question. Um, all right, here we go. Godfather of Brooklyn. Your boy. Hey, guys. Joe doesn't want to give up draft picks if he doesn't have to. My question is if he intends to draft a wide receiver in the second or third round next year, it's 50 50. He'd be worth a pick like Jerry Judy. Is a trade like Jerry Judy. Uh, pick a Jerry Judy trade is good for now and the future, seeing you have him for two more years. So I guess the question is, if you tra- is, is the price for Jerry Judy, if it's a second or a
1: third, too high for you, Chris? Um, that would be uh, – look, there's a lot of holes in this team that they get, they're get. they going to have to address. I don't care what the record says right now. So to me, that would be too high, yeah. yeah. To me. I mean, we'll see with Shane, but I wouldn't do it. I, I'm From what I'm hearing, I don't think Joe's going to do something like that either. You know, we'll see. You know, Dable knows Jerry Judy from Alabama. You know, who knows? You know, who knows? But. Yep.
0: Yeah, I um, I'm I'm okay with the third. I'll tell you right now. Um, the well, second, I think well, they got too two high. threes now, right? Yeah, I'd be fine with a third, yeah, even if it's yeah. the higher third. It's okay. Yeah. Because uh, that third, I think, is uh, at the back end of the third round. Um. Dave from Cranford, who's a great dude. Why is Marcus Johnson getting so many snaps? <laughs> Not many? Uh, There's
1: but, nobody else, Dave.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dave, that's all, all we got. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vince Bucciolato. Bucitel- Sorry. Vince Bucciolato.
1: Messed up those Italian names,
0: aren't you? I know. I know. If the folks in the national media said something positive about Daniel Jones, would they spontaneously burst into flames? <laughs> Uh, you guys, with the questions are great. I'm trying to find one more really good one. Um, oh, here we go. Anthony, another Italian. Anthony Verdicchio. Hey, guys, this offense is getting insanely creative, but is it me or have we not seen a lot of routes run by Saquon? Where's that wheel route? <laughs> also, golf outing this Friday, which was yesterday, at the Blue Hill Golf Course in Rockland County. DM for a flyer. Um, the wheel route, Chris, that you spoke of. Um, is it because they're keeping Saquon in to block more in the passing game? What are 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 your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, well, he is number one in receptions, right? He leads a team of receptions at 25. Um, Maybe you haven't seen a lot of wheels. He's doing some other stuff, though. But um, it's not like they're not using him. And then it's at times, like you just said, at, at times he has to come back and pass protect, too, which I think he's doing a pretty good job this year. He's really good. Really I asked, asked Saquon. I asked Saquon about that the other day at his, pre- yeah. in his presser. I asked him about his, you know his improvement in the pass protection. You know, yeah. Because uh, I feel like he's, you know, I feel like he's really improving at that. You know, we, we've had years in the past where we were like, oh my God, Saquon whiffed, or he got run over, or something. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. <coughs> I think only, again coaching, coaching, coaching. I right. think only one time he really kind of like somewhat whiffed and. But he's gotten much better in that department, so he's needed there. But he is getting his receptions as far as wheels and stuff like that. Uh, we've seen a few of them. I don't know. Maybe we'll see some more down, you know, down the road. So we'll, we'll find out.
0: Frank's sorry. Frank Seattle for Chris, who's the greatest Italian American to play for the Giants hashtag Not a relative. Pavaro followed up by Ye- followed up by Yale Bowl guy who asks only if you ask Jerry who the greatest Irish American is to play for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Pavaro. It's gotta be right? Yeah. And Yale and Bowl Guy, uh, you know, look, I, I, I get it from both sides, right? The, my, li- my last name's Foley. I'm actually more Italian. Um, so I have Irish friends who call me Irish in name only. Um, so, I, I, you know, it, it is what it is. Pretty funny stuff, though. Um, Wait a minute. What, aren't you half Irish? No, I'm less than You're that. You're less yeah, than I'm that? Way more Ita- I'm way more Italian than anything else. What's your, what, your dad was half Italian? My dad was German, Irish, English. My mom was all Italian. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, it's just I'm, I'm stuck with Foley instead of uh, you know, one of the cool Italian names in her ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> like like Vince Bucciolato. Uh That would have been cool. Um, all right. Here we go. One more. One more. Mike from at Mike with a mouth one. Good morning, gents. Because I'm a buffoon. And, we know, and, and, and want to know what Chris <laughs> Tradamas thinks. I love that that's catching Christian on. Thomas. That's
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> Chris Tradamas, whatever. When will the Eagles finally lose a game? Oh, I don't know. As well, if the Giants were able to score 25 plus points a game, well, what would their final record be? Stick with the first question. Hashtag Buffon grow. When will the Eagles finally lose a game, Chris? I don't know. I don't
1: know the schedule. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. I know they played a Steelers Sunday, and I'm not going to pick them to lose this week. With Kenny Pickett, <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> I, am yeah. gonna say I don't know. I don't know the schedule. I know the Giant. No, obviously we played them twice in December. The rest of the November schedule, I don't have in front of me. I'm sorry, I don't know.
0: No, that's fine. Um, I, I think if they are undefeated coming into the Meadowlands, I think we beat them. Um, if they play Dallas before then, I think they'll lose to Dallas in Dallas. That's what I think. That'll be their, that'll be their first loss. I don't know when they play the Cowboys again. So right. There you go. All right, guys. Good, good job, everybody. Prediction time. Uh, good news for me. I gained two points, or two games last week. Ah. I'm now down one. I my, The game I lost that we differed on? Yeah. The stupid Detroit Lions. If they had any other quarterback besides that idiot Goff, I swear they could have won that game. That game was 6-3 in the third, and Dallas looked dead. And then Goff threw that stupid pick to Diggs, who has, sorry, some of the easiest interceptions God, God has ever on the football field. I mean, come on, man. I'm watching the game, going really, really, Goff. What a great throw! Thank you. More, more as a as a Giants fan rooting for Detroit. I, I was so aggravated watching that. But anyway,
1: so there you go, Jerry. I
0: game two. I'm down one, baby.
1: What's Jerry, up, Jerry? Just quickly, I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule, right? Yeah. Go ahead. So they got the Steelers at home. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Houston Thursday night against the Texans. Oh, God. Home against the Commanders. Oh God. And then they go to Indianapolis. That's a possible right there. Possible. That could be a tough one. And then at the home against the Packers, which does not look like a tough one anymore. Nope. Home against the Titans, that will be tough. Mike Rabel's team will always be tough. And then the Giants. So there's a, Dude, there's a very good possibility that they do come into the Meadowlands undefeated. And they, and they don't I play just, the Cowboys they, at Christmas Eve day, dude.
0: Yeah, I realize I just contradicted myself before saying you know I don't see him hanging in with the with the Eagles, but I think if the Eagles come in undefeated, I actually like the Giants' chances better in that one. Um, right. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'll stick with so that. There is a chance. I mean, I'm sure they'll get knocked off down the road here somewhere, but there is a chance they yep. could be <laughs> looking at that yeah. schedule. Is you know, of course, it changes week to week. So we'll see, man. Uh, look, I can even see being that Thursday night game and used to the tough game. Trust me.
0: By the way, remember, like, last week I read, like, the Packers were upset by the Commanders. Like, at what point is that not an upset anymore? Like,
1: everyone's beating them. Yeah, it's not really an upset anymore now with the Packers. <laughs> it's like the Tampa Bay Bucs. It's not really an upset anymore, right. bro.
0: No, it's not. Um, all right, 9.30 tomorrow morning, baby.
1: I love those Sunday morning games. Broncos and Jags. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Jaguars in London. I know Russell Wilson's playing. I just don't like what they're doing there. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. I guess that would be a little bit of an upset. I don't know. Was that? No, I guess not. I'll go with the Jaguars.
0: I'll go Jags too. Yeah. Um, Broncos are a complete mess. Um, Dolphins at Lions, one o'clock. There's your boy. That's a Tough one. Terry Goff.
1: Yeah. My God. I'll go with two in Miami. Dan Campbell will be fine at the end of the year with all this rah-rah stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not
0: going with the Lions. I can't. Not after you know. I'll go with the. I'll go with the Dolphins as well. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. I'll go first on this one. I'll take the Falcons at home. Yeah, yeah, I like the Falcons too at home. Uh, Cardinals at Vikings. I'll go Vikings. Yep, Minnesota coming off the bye. Bears at Cowboys. Man, I did not see Chicago beating uh, New England. Um, I couldn't believe that. That was a uh, whipping. But I will go with the Cowboys at home. That was a whipping, and I'll go with the Cowboys at home too. Yeah. Justin Fields, uh, you know, my God, using his legs. I I, I don't get it with him as a quarterback, but then all of a sudden, Monday night, he looked like he could function. I'm like, wow, look at that. Well, they tell tell
1: the whole game plan. Yeah. What are you and It's a smart way of doing it. But this is a faster, better defense this week. I like the Cowboys. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, One o'clock, Saints at, I'm sorry, Raiders at Saints. I'll go with the Raiders on the road. I'm going to go Saints at home. Uh one o'clock Steelers at Eagles. I, I think we're both gonna go Eagles there. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't see Kenny Pickett beating them, that's for sure. Nah. Oh, here's a good one at one, dude. Uh, Jet fans are salivating for this one. Patriots at Jets. Yeah, they could salivate all
1: in one. I'm gonna still go I'll still go and wing on Mac Jones.
0: I know, man. It's because of some of the injuries the Jets have as well. Um I do like the fact that Sala has said that the uh, MetLife will shoot all fireworks at 12 in an effort to get Jet fans in. Actually, it's a pretty good idea. Like, hey, guys, close down the tailgates now. Get in here and get in for introductions and get ready. I don't think it's a bad idea, but i, I it's just—it's very hard for me to go against New England. And because of the how the Jet fan feels and everybody's like, we're ready to take them down, I could just see the disappointment, man. I'm going to go with New England as well, dude. <laughs> Um, 4 o'clock, Titans at Texans. I'll go Titans on the road.
1: All right, I'm going to go with an upset there a little bit. I'm going to go with the Texans at home. All right. Uh, commanders at Colts. Who do you got? Man, I, you know, Colts making it for first off is Sam Ellinger, man. And Commanders, well, one, two in a row now. Tyler I'm going to go with the Commanders on the road.
0: I'm going to go Colts at home. Um, 49ers at Rams I'm going to go 49ers on the road I know the 49ers have
1: owned the Rams except for the playoffs this year but I'm going to go with the Rams at home there's something about the 49 I don't like the way the 49ers got I know it was the Chiefs but they got shredded last week shredded and yep. Garoppolo another dumb interception um, they banged up uh, for some reason I'm going to go with the Rams coming off the bar uh, with a close one over the 9 I know the yeah. 9 have owned them they whipped them That's early in one. the year I'm going to go with the yep. Rams all at home yeah, I just I
0: just I I'm I'm going by I think the, the 49ers will rebound, but Sean McVay with two weeks, that's a good pick. Um Packers at Bills, eight o'clock game Sunday night. Uh, Bills at home. Yeah, I'll go with Buffalo. <laughs> by like by like twenty. Um, Monday night, Bengals at Browns. You're, you're Bengals, Chris.
1: Yeah, coming off an impressive win. No Jamar Chase though now, man, but they they're still pretty deep yeah. in receiver. I'll go with the Bengals. Agree. And finally, the most important game of the week,
0: 425 Eastern Standard Time, Giants visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. All right, Chris, give me everything that's going to happen in this game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but um, I don't think people are going (laughs) to like what I'm going to say, but um, I think the Giants are in trouble in this one. Um, I think Seattle's going to get that turnover, that fast defense. I think Daniel's going to throw a pick. Um, I think Seattle's going to do enough defensively and the Giants won't. I think the Giants need to score 24 plus points to win this game and I don't think they will. I think Wings defense will keep them around but I I, I think Seattle wins a 24-17 type game. Uh, In that crazy house, Seattle's feeling good, playing fast. I don't think I don't think the Giants' offense is going to match their defensive intensity as far as speed, intensity. Um, don't have a good feeling about this. I have to be honest with you, dude. Uh, I like Seattle like a 24-17 type game.
0: Yeah, I get every reason why. Um, it's it's a hell of an argument you laid out. and But what you said, that they have to score a certain amount of points, I see the Giants scoring 27 Ooh, and winning win a very close game. <laughs> 27-24 maybe not last second but it will come down to the fourth quarter matter of last minutes um i see barkley getting going off getting 140 yards rushing maybe another 50 receiving um the giants i don't think we'll turn the ball over i think we will get a turnover i don't know who it's going to be just for fun i'll say it's going to be xavier mckinney getting his first interception but i mean chris every week I sit here and I go, can the Giants be six and one? Can the Giants be five and one? Can they be four and one? And can they be seven and one? I don't know. But I'm going with them again. Um, And they've proven us right mostly every week. I see – I get exactly what you're saying, but I'm going to go with just – I think they'll play a careful game. I think Dable knows um, how hard this is. Uh, But that's what I'm going with, dude. We'll see if it happens. Yep. Hopefully it does, bro. All
1: right, dude. Anything else? No, that's it enjoy the game everybody should be another damn close it. one fourth quarter <laughs> yep alright guys I, 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 have a feeling the Giants, yes. I have a feeling Jones is going to have the ball in his hands down by a touchdown and they get the stop I'd see how it gets a stop or a turnover late in the game That's. I just have that feeling that's going to happen this week
0: damn it alright what are you going damn it for <laughs> you've been so right Chris <laughs>
1: hopefully I'm dead wrong this week So, Chris who's going to win the World Series uh, well, Jerry, I got to be honest here. We talked about this off the air. Yeah. Um, I thought the Astros – I, I told you, Jerry, the Astros are going to win this. But, dude, after last night's game, you you have to start saying to yourself, are they a team of destiny? Are I they know. a team that just can't do anything wrong? I mean, yep. you're down 5 nothing, and they got Verlander on the mound, and you still come back and win that game. And you say to yourself, man, the Phillies are just like a team. They're just doing everything right. So and I'm gonna stick with my Astros prediction, Jerry. But dude, the way it's looking, oh. When they went down five nothing,
0: I thought to myself. I thought before the game started, I said the break is gonna hurt the Phillies more because they're not as good as the Astros and they've been playing a lot of momentum. And I thought, ah, oh, they're down five nothing. This is probably over. And then they, of course, they come back, tie it in that disaster fourth inning, and then they win. I'm like, you know what? I, I give up. You know, I, I, I think their team. I think their team of destiny Two yeah, At this point, I mean, it's that's making me sick.
1: Pets, you know. And- you know, I hate to say it, but Justin Verlander—he'll be going to the Hall of Fame, probably first ballot. But dude, he's always going to have that asterisk Owen, yeah. of being 0-7, 0-6 in the World Series with a high ERA. And last night they needed him, and he had, and they gave him a five-nothing lead, and he blew yep. it. Yep. And he blew it because he's so freaking stubborn with that fastball, and he as you know, and dude, if they, you know. If the Phillies win this series, and you know, Verlander's got you gotta look at that game one and say, Well, we we're up five nothing with the Hall of Famer on the mound, and we lost. And that turned it around, bro. So yeah. um so we'll see, man.
0: I'll say this, dude. You know, Verlander, the way Judge played in the postseason, it really does, and I'm not just saying this to make Lisa happy, but it does make you appreciate a guy like Manning. Who saves his best for the biggest stage? Yeah. that's It's amazing that guys can pull that up. It reminded me of James Worthy in the 80s. Like, he played great in the finals. He was a great player. But in the finals, he, he, he turned it on. Uh, but but Eli Manning, man, like, you know, regular season, he throws passes where you're like, what the hell was he thinking there? And then in the postseason, it's like a combination of, you know, uh, Johnny Unitas, Joe Montana, and, De- and Tom Brady. Like, uh, you know. It just makes me appreciate a guy like that more. That's all. And for you
1: you know, Even for you Yankee fans, you know, it makes you appreciate a guy like Andy Pettit, who used to come up huge, sure. huge in World yeah. Series games and clutch spots, you know? Where a guy yeah. like Verlander, who obviously is better than Pettit in his career, just can't seem to come up big in World no. Series games. So, Yep. Good
0: stuff, buddy. Enjoy. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, which we print Sunday, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Let's do this. Sundays are giant days, baby. Take care, everyone. All right.
1: Enjoy the game. Be good.